0: hey everybody it's mike martin thank you for joining me today so i got a couple of emails yesterday about you know what indicators and the question basically was what's your favorite indicator or what do you find is most reliable and you know each indicator can have its day in the sun i've just found that over time there isn't one that's very very reliable over great periods of time And I've done that with a backtesting simulator, several of them. First I did it by hand, then I did it by, you know, a certain simulator. Then there's a newer simulator, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, so it affords me the opportunity to take advantage of the computing power to actually see stuff using enormous amounts of data and getting that done very quickly because otherwise doing it by hand is a big time suck. It's a big labor endeavor. So anyway, I tend – so the answer is none things that I tend to look at when my, when I test um, and my testing is so easy that I could actually look at a chart with uh, these these parameters and kind of see after doing it for so many years you know where the trade would get put on where's the signal if you will to enter long or short so I tend to focus on price volume and volatility and that's it. And the rest are you know anything else beyond that tends to become an emotional band-aid and what i mean by that expression is uh, i first used it uh in the book inner voice of trading and i used it to describe my own behavior some of you have taken umbrage with that because you don't like anyone calling your girlfriend ugly and it's like hey what can i tell you if you're doing this you're doing it you know it's not to put a stick in your eye it's to help you understand your behavior and why you do stuff because This is how I did it. When I found myself putting overlays on charts, it's because I was insecure about what I was doing. That's it. That's it. I was insecure about what I was doing. I didn't have a solid game plan, and I figured, well, if I put more indicators on top, that it would help me clarify and get a signal. And I just found that that junked up up the model, and it didn't make anything any more reliable. I've run tests with everything under the sun. You Honestly, you name it. MACD, Chester Keltner channels, um, the whole gamut. And I just found that living with the uncertainty, there's no indicator that's going to remove the uncertainty for the outcome of a trade, right? Two, there is no indicator or otherwise that will remove the fact that randomness will happen to us all. And that's that. So we cannot, there are no safe havens. There's no other protective covenants that will be afforded to us because we're using some kind of magic indicator or chart overlay so what to do don't uh downtime if you're looking at daily charts and you have price volume and volatility measurements there like use the 20 period ATR for example on your daily chart Be satisfied with the fact that there's no trade there, that there's no setup. Downtiming into 5 or 10 minute bars is not the answer to the question. The answer is move on. Find a different name where price, volume, and volatility are glaring at you that it's time for a long or short entry. And It took me a long time to get to that spot, and I'm talking years. So you can take all the umbrage that you want but try starting a podcast and talking about nothing but all of your failures as a trader so that you can help other people and then we can sit and have a conversation about it, okay? I embrace that because it's part of evolution, it's part of the journey, it's part of helping you and me develop into traders because it thickens our skin for one and two, it helps us develop our emotional models which basically run every aspect of our lives, not just our trading. And so I had to learn to live with the uncertainty of the outcomes of the decisions that I was making with my money in terms of entering certain markets, long or short, and that includes options, equities, ETNs weren't trading. When I started, they didn't exist. They were closed-ended 40-act companies, but they weren't ETNs, ETFs, or any exchange-traded product in that regard the way you would see it today. And it's funny, by embracing that uncertainty, and the feelings that go with those uncertainties, I became more powerful in my actions. I became more, I had more personal power. I had a lot more going for me, and I took confidence in the fact that I know that I didn't know. I knew what I did know, and I stuck with it. Now, typically, with volume, price, you want to see new highs if you're looking to enter long. um, I'm not so concerned about... Higher lows, I want to see higher highs. Volume, you can use a few different things. I would use a a moving average on volume so that when the price moves through that inflection point of whatever end-day high you're looking at, 5-day high, 10-day high, 55-day high, 20-day high, I don't care what it is, that you'd look for above-average volume, right? Because institutions leave footprints, and you want to see size. You want to be buying with other buyers, so you want to—you don't want to see some little green bar there when it's making new highs, because that's like an "uh-oh" kind of situation. So I tend to look for above-average volume. Um, I'd start just to—if you have—if you're not already doing that, start with like a 10-day simple moving average on volume. And so if you're looking at a 20-day high for an example and it trades through that high and it's on size and it cl- closes at the upper range of the day in terms of the day's range, You know, make sure that you have you know, above average volume in that as well. If you're trading futures, you can look at that and see if there's a change in open interest. Open interest is kind of tricky, but if you see open interest going up, When the thing is making new highs and you see above average volume, you can guesstimate that new longs are actually entering the market at that point. And again, you want to be buying with other buyers. There's no real valor in trying to be the first guy in on a trade, in my humble opinion. I've lost a lot of money trying to think like, I'm smarter than everybody else, I'm going to get in first and everyone's going to have to pay me. When in reality, what ended up happening was the reason other people weren't buying is because it was a suboptimal setup. And they were smarter than me. Emotionally and uh, financially. So for me, I like to try to keep it simple. And if it doesn't show up on the weeklies, it's probably not going to show up on the dailies. And by all means, if it doesn't show up in the dailies, move on. Don't start down timing because then what happens is you're looking at five or 10 minute bars, 30 minute bars, doesn't matter to me. But now you you're doing something that the, the back end means you have to sit on top of the screen again all day and look at stuff as it's evolving in five minute periods of time. And I don't think that's a good use of your time, right? Because those levels don't mar- marry up with anything significant on the daily nor the weekly level. So I- I- in a simple way, in the back of a napkin, it's noise. It's not signal. Okay. Thank you very much for being here and I'll see you next episode.